0: Right now, we're getting spring ready at the Home Depot by stocking up on top brands and rolling out store-wide savings. Come in today for all the indoor and outdoor cleaning essentials you need to supply your spring cleaning projects this season. Countdown to spring with savings on all your project needs at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson.
1: When you find something that moves them, that, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower.
0: Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman.
1: Rifles a pass, it was
0: tipped, it's picked up by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along swaggering boisterously his face is weather beaten he wears a hooded sash
1: That has more meaning today because one of the goats, one of the greats, uh, left us this week, John Madden, the Raider. He is the Raider. They could have written this about, I mean, people say, written about Al Davis, no, this was written about John Madden. Let's bring in Barry Thompson, Fairfax football coach. BT, what's happening, brother?
2: Man, you're making me all emotional.
1: Right on top
2: of on top of John Madden, the whole thing. Uh, they play the Colts this Sunday, mm. and the reason it gets even more emotional for me is one of the first professional games I ever saw.
1: Goes was to the, the post Raiders
2: against the Colts in old Memorial Stadium. Goes to the so, post.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Oh, one of the great football games that people don't talk about. Yeah, like they do- had
2: a series. They had a series that wasn't just the one Utah, but they had they had it going with the Colts. Yeah, there were some good games back in that time frame. Yep. Yeah, but I was able to uh, little kid sitting up there with some diehard. You now didn't know the environment I, I was in, but you know, looking back on that was that that old lovable, you know, working class Baltimore fans that were there, and I'm sitting right in the middle of them, and I'm a little Raider fan, and and it was you know it was all good. You know, but a very memorable day, so I, as we go Sunday um watching that game regardless of the result you know, it'll be a little emotional for me.
1: Yeah, the old this was the stabler branch, Dave Casper, uh Raiders with, with, with Upshaw and, and company against yeah. Burt Jones, Little Mitchell, uh Roger Carr, those folks, Glenn Dowdy. <laughs> yeah yeah mike curtis and the old court- you're right the colts were a lovable they were a lovable fan base natty Bo. you gotta have your national that, yeah
2: johnny lowenstein hit it over that natty Bo sign. yeah you <laughs> had
1: to have your national bohemian beer mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and and 33rd street was special yeah that that's that's what that was so as a coach madden's as good as they come right i mean that's easy to say
2: yeah and you know the the as coaches, we all steal from everybody. And so, you know, I'm a little steeped in Raider lore. And and at one point, I got curious about how would you handle, like, I don't know there's equivalent in today's thing of, of a rambunctious group of men. Um, you know, how do you manage them? And one of the first coaching things I took is John Madden had, he said, I just had three simple rules. And I'm going to forget one of them, but it was to be on time. And play like hell when I ask you to. I forget what the other one was. Oh. And then he said he had this thing that he would say to the players that made no sense, but the players got all fired up about it. <laughs> and it was, it doesn't matter if the mule driver is blind, just load the wagon. Yeah. And they would go crazy. Yeah. And that, you know, so, you know, I got a sense of, of kind of how to manage people that, that was different than I thought. From a distance from John, and then uh, you know of course, we all watched him. and uh, somebody else categorized his life. he said it's it's and there's a couple guys that kind of fit this bill this week, um, you know, forget Desmond Tutu, and you know we had a big political figure that that passed you know but but anyway the the commentator is making this remark about that he was accomplished in three different areas you know, it's it's hard to rise to the level of notoriety and expertise in one area of life. Mm-hmm. But he did it as a football coach. He did it as a broadcaster. And he did it in the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 quite a life.
1: And that's, that's not even counting him as a player. Like, that's not even. Yes. Remember, yes. that he was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, got hurt early in camp. Um, right. But then a part of the great Coriel uh, Gibbs uh, Madden coaching pool. Yes. Of guys who yeah. did the work. I mean, this is a Cal Poly guy, and people people don't rec- people don't know. John Madden was a v- collegiate va- varsity baseball player. There you go. Right. So yeah, yeah. like he he was pretty exceptional. Uh, the three rules: be on time, pay attention, and play like hell when I tell you to.
2: There we go. Right.
1: Like like through okay. all of that thing, and and it's funny too, right? That everybody who coached after John Madden has a bit of Madden in them.
2: Yes, and um, sticking with the Raiders, Tom Flores, who came immediately after, different outwardly in in personality, much more of a low-key guy, still dealing with a cast of characters and and egos at one point. You know, he has Marcus Allen, he has Jim Plunkett, he has Kenny King, you know, all guys that have been around the upper echelons of football, and he quietly takes them to two Super (laughs) Bowls. Right? (laughs) Right. But he he, – must have a similar management style because those personalities were the Raiders were out of control in those days.
1: Well, he this was his quote amongst all quotes: "The fewer rules a coach has, the fewer rules there are for players to break." Like he, there you go. Like he understood. Go. Look, I can make this complicated if I want to. It's hard yeah. enough to get football players, elite football players, elite human beings, to play together on a level, and then to not say. If I ask more of you, I will get less from you. Like he understood right. that, and you and I kind of we look. We've been in those rooms, so we understand what it, what it sounds like and what it looks like. So, from the, from from this standpoint, where where would you put is radio Is Madden top five coaches? Is he top ten? Where do you where do you put him?
2: Listen, now you're not asking a coach on the radio. So, well, I'm you're asking, asking you. Fan. No, I'm no, listen, you. listen, I'm asking you. He's, he's he's the best coach ever
1: <laughs> right right like I know I'm
2: biased yeah I don't I'm biased you can you know and and my argument may not make any sense I'm gonna come back and then I go no I'm taking Madden I'm taking Flores I I, I like what those guys did um in the time frames they did them with the athletes that they did them with and uh those are my guys you know somebody else will have Belichick and you know I can't deny his greatness, and somebody else will have Shula, and I can't deny his greatness. But those are my guys.
1: Well, you forgot Joseph and Vince, Vincent. Vincent, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a quote from a quote from from John Madden: A coach is just a guy whose best class in best class in grammar school was recess, and whose best class in high school was PE. I never thought I was anything but a guy whose best class was PE. How how amazing is that?
2: Yeah, no, it is. And, you know, Al Michaels had a comment about him, too. He said, you know, Madden um, traveled on that bus. Talk about his popularity and maybe his sense of way to, as a broadcaster, a way to speak to people. It must have been pretty innate from that quote, but it must have been reinforced by the way that he traveled, that he would stop in at places where nobody would expect him because, as he said, he didn't dine. He eats. No one's time to eat. They stopped and ate. And crisscrossing the country like that, it it gets you uh, and keeps you in touch with different parts of this country, which is really great. And I'm sure that translated to how he spoke because he knew exactly, you know, all our English teacher always told us, right? You're writing an essay, know your audience.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, you know, he certainly knew his audience. And, you know, from that early quote, you can tie it together and see how he just just built on what he already knew. And, And just an aside. You know, there's another West Coast coach who had three simple rules and won a lot too. John Wooden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll feed you the quote, but I just ran across the other day. He said, "I just had three rules, and they weren't very dissimilar." So, anyway.
1: Yeah, no, it it just y- you lost. There's the personality. There's the icon, the business icon. Uh, there's the, the 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 guy on the sideline during the Super Bowl as they're just thumping Minnesota, and you hear him praising his players at a high volume. And you understood why yep. those guys, um, it, it's amazing. Uh, his, uh, one of, another one of his quotes, I'm not afraid of fr- afraid of flying. I just fear I'm going to die. I think I'm, I'm vulnerable. <laughs> I admit it. I don't fly. I got claustrophobia. I don't go in high buildings. I don't do those things. I'm just myself, whatever that is. And I thought, this is a guy who got it. And then they follow it with this. If you think about it, I've never had a job in my life. I went from being an NFL player to a coach to a broadcaster. I haven't worked a day in my life. Boy, if that isn't called it what it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. They said the greatest philosopher ever lived is Popeye. I am what I am,
1: right?
2: (laughs) You know? And John was one of those guys. You know, Popeye would have been proud of him. I am what I am. Uh, And this is what I am. And and I'll try to, you know, you give me something, I'll try to be good at it. and, And he did a good job of it.
1: And I love this one. He says, if someone remembers me as a coach, they still call me coach. But if they know me for a video game, they just call me Madden. (laughs) (laughs) That's great.
2: You know, something else, too, about him is, uh, and this came from Al Michaels being interviewed, I guess Fox on Sunday ran like a 90-minute piece on him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this idea that, you know, give me my flowers while I'm alive, it's actually a line from a blues song. Uh, But this idea, give me my flowers while I'm living, it was so great to to lead that type of life and to see what other people kind of thought about him you know before he passed. I think that's a pretty cool little coda on his life as well
1: they knew and uh, we're talking to Barry Thompson Fairfax Football Academy they knew where he was in in life and what was going on and of course them bringing back you know the all madden team like that mm-hmm. that that all all madden team and mm-hmm. Got to be there in D.C. when he presented. Uh, there were several Redskins who, uh, former Redskins who, who made that, made that team. Uh, oh, one of them, of course, being Gary Clark. The other one, uh, one other one being Art uh, Alvin uh, Alvin Garrett. He took one of the Smurfs. He loved one. You know, he said, "I got to have one yeah. of the Smurfs on yeah. this team." <laughs> but, but, but how how much of that was who we had to try to be, at, at any of those positions, were based on the All Madden team guys who did. Did things the right way, guys who played tough, uh, guys who won and were successful. Um, he picked all, he checked all the boxes for his all team.
2: He did, but also those guys, all those guys, they had a ton of personality.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, they
2: had a ton of personality, and it, you know, the, it, the, you know, I often quote John Thompson because this stuff. But John would say, "I'd rather um, calm a jackass than raise a court." And so John knew, and I, I think really good coaches know, that I'm going to ask for that difficult personality to manage as long as it's a tie to something that's productive, right? And so those guys want people to have personality. They want characters, and they, they do a good job of managing them. And that's, you know, when you will look at John's record and you look at Belichick's record, and these coaches that have had a, a long, consistent stream of success, they are great managers of men. You know, you don't talk about John in terms of X and I know Belichick gets a lot of credit for his strategies and these little tactical things. But understand, he is a great manager of men. And that's what it takes to get this thing done. Phil Jackson, you know, is a manager of men. Red Auerbach, a manager of men. Um, if you were ever to dig in the stories of the way they handle players, uh, Jimmy Johnson for his period of time, did a great job of managing men Joe gibbs managing men Parcells. it it's not the x's and O's when you talk about these great coaches it's how they it's really how they manage those talented players that they have
1: how much of that is missed barry um you know that that development management i mean there's several lines right that that, that, that this thing crossed but whether it's are you managing the men, are you managing the women? Are you managing your other leaders, your other coaches? Sometimes it's right. managing the fan base, right, to get them on board with your message and your narrative and what you're trying to accomplish. What makes the best coach the best coach? Is it, is it, is it relationship with, with self, relationship with his coaching staff, relationship with his players, or his relationship with the fan base?
2: Well, the coach has got to be coming from a, a good place. He's got to be a good man. You know, he's got to be the type of person that smart, intelligent people want to follow or listen to, right? So it does start with the coach. But it's how that coach views it. I think I'll tell you two stories. I think Jimmy Johnson told a great story, which kind of illuminates that. You know, he said that he didn't treat everybody the same way. And people at the time, they kind of freaked out. And he gave the example. He said if Michael uh, Irvin fell asleep in the front row during film session, he would walk over quietly gently pick his head up and put a pillow underneath
1: <laughs> he said but if a kicker
2: fell asleep uh-huh. in the thing he would cut him and uh-huh. people freaked out but it's an idea that that people aren't you can treat them fairly but they're not all equal right uh red Auerbach had a great story um and talk about managing personalities he, he with the old celtics and bill russell and things like that they were about to get on take this train ride and he knew they, you know, got all these tall guys. They're going to fight about who has the top bunk and who has the bottom bunk and which one's longer and which one's that. So he went through. He met the players and he got off the train. So as the players come up, he's all there. And he says, "I went through every single berth in this train, and it turns out that the bottom or the top bunk is an inch and a half, something like that, longer than the bottom bunk. They're all the same size." But it squashed all that, right? Now the players get on the train and, you know, just like little things like that, right, that he has a sense of his guys, that they're about to do something, this simple task, he knows their personality, and he comes up with a solution that manages the whole group. I love those two stories, and I think good coaches, you know, do that. You saw in the last dance, you know, Phil let Dennis go be Dennis, right? But there was a way to corral and make sure that Dennis was – in and Don, and, uh, Don Madden's work, he would play like hell when he was told to. Um, it just takes a special person to understand. It takes a special person for like Joe Gibbs to go out in the woods in Kansas and meet John Riggin, you know, while he's drinking a beer at 9 in the morning and say, I need you. Yeah. You know, uh, those are special men.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get special results from it. They, so, they do. so the all-time Madden team, uh, you have two quarterbacks. You've got Joe Namath and Roger Staubach. Uh, of course Walter Payton is your running back um, the receivers i don't know there's some guys that you can think of Don Maynard uh Paul Warfield uh mm. you got Mark Bavaro tight end uh you, you, you of course you got Gary Clark your offensive line looks like uh you've got you had Mike Webster from the Steelers uh you have Larry Little from the from the perfect dolphins uh Jackie Slater Joe Jacoby and Anthony Muñoz Blocking for whoever Roger Stallback or Joe Willie named it gave the ball to. It might have been the guy Larry Zonker directly behind him. He may have thrown on the other side to to John Stallworth. He could have done that. If you wanted to to get into a scoring fest, I don't know. You're going to have to line up with the manster, uh, Randy Randy White. Uh, you had to you had to buck up and have Jack Youngblood outside. Throw the ball if you want to, Rod Woodson uh Michael Haynes are out there uh to track down whatever it is you're doing. Uh you got uh uh he had uh old Willie Brown and uh Herb Adderley out there. And then you know if you need another tight end to throw to he had John Mackey uh from the Colts. Uh if you John Mackey if, if you wanted to, if you wanted to run the ball, guess what? He had some linebackers for you. Uh amongst them you're gonna have to run through from Richmond, Virginia, Willie Lanier and old man Mike Curtis, who was so ornery that he once uh, clotheslined a fan running on the field. Uh, that, look, what John Madden did for all of us was pretty exceptional. If you're a fan of football, uh, John Madden contributed, he kept contributing, and then when he left, he left a legacy of the, all the great things that are football and I Look, Raider stuff aside, and he is the Raider coach. I know Al Davis uh, from heaven will probably reach down and say that he was. But John Madden was a coach's coach. He was a player's coach, and he was a fan's coach. And that's the part of it that makes him uh, exceptional uh, at, at everything he did. And he was, look, he was America's analyst. Like there was nobody else like him, and we're going to miss him uh, deeply. Uh, to close the new year, uh, we've got okay. to have a meal. What are we eating kind, sir?
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's football. We're sitting around. There There are two things that I made. I made something called Bonseo, seo, which is a uh, bon is Vietnamese for sandwich, like bon mi, Banh seo. Seo means sizzle. Uh, it, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to make a great dish. It, it's called he A-H-I, He de, D-E, and it's aguacate. It's, it may look like um, guacamole, mm-hmm. but it's not, especially in Cartagena, Colombia. So what you're going to do to make this ahide aguacate is, in a food processor, you're going to put uh, some vinegar. You're going to put some chopped onions. You'll put some spring onions. You'll put some cilantro and... Uh, we're going to put, one. depending on your heat level, mm-hmm. we're going to put one whole habanero in there. If you like less heat, you could get a half a habanero. If you like less heat than that, you can take the seeds out. But it's kind of like a pepper relish. We're going to give that a blend and kind of set that aside. Then in a separate bowl, we're going to take two avocados. And the avocados that you use, they have to be kind of firm. You don't want the real, real mushy one. That's to be a little firm. We're going to take a hard boiled egg you know that's kind of chopped up and we're going to mash the hard boiled egg chopped up with those uh avocado in there once we get that kind of the consistency that we want we're going to throw in some lime juice and a little bit of salt and pepper and then we'll throw in the rest of the avocados uh you're going to use two avocados total uh two halves will go in when you're doing the egg mixture and then the other two will go in and you kind of mix it around once you get that going you take that chili relish that you made mm-hmm. and you pour that into the avocado mix. You put another little uh we're going to save one hard egg. You mix it all together. And then just so people understand what they're getting, a little bit of diced tomato on the top and a little bit of diced um um you know hard boiled egg on the top so they can see, right, that this isn't Normal right. guacamole. Yeah. Uh, this dish, when you eat guacamole, most of the time it's great. It has a great mouthfeel. You eat this dish, it is a it is a flavor party in your mouth.
1: <laughs> man, man. Well, we're going to have to share the picture. I just showed it to Nick. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're all yeah. in. Listen, brother, to you and yours, uh, belated Merry Christmas. Uh, have an amazing New Year. We'll talk to you next week. May have a different time for you, bro. But uh, we'll okay, talk to you next. Know. we'll let talk to you next week. Love to the family. Right. love what you do. And let,
2: me, and let me say to everybody who tunes in and listens and the guys that come before in this segment, I've enjoyed this immensely, and I wish everybody out there has a great, safe um, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day.
1: Good stuff, man. Good stuff all right around. We'll throw the break. Come back. Uh, two more seconds left in 2021. We'll close out and we'll get a little bit more Nick in the, in the fold when we come back.
0: Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.